This is the Sales Gravy Podcast. I'm Jeb Blunt, best-selling author of Fanatical Prospecting Sales EQ, Objections and Inked, and I'm here to help you fill up your pipeline, close bigger deals, and rock your commission check. All right, we're back with part four of my conversation with Jeff Kahn about sleep and sales performance, and I hope you're enjoying this series. It was a pleasure to spend time with Jeff, and the things that he taught me during our conversation and afterwards have really made an impact on my life. On this episode, Jeff and I explore sleep procrastination, which is my problem, insomnia, which impacts so many people, and we talk about the two laws of sleep that you'll want to pay attention to because when you learn these two laws, it can change your performance immediately. Before we get started, though, I want you to go to Amazon and download my brand new book, Virtual Selling on Kindle. It will help you improve your sales immediately. It will make you more efficient. It will make you more money, and it'll allow you to get in touch with a lot more people. I'm going to teach you everything that you need to know to sell through virtual channels, including the phone, video, which is a big deal these days, the telephone, direct messaging, social media, everything. So go right now and get virtual selling. I promise you, you're going to love this book, and this book is going to help you make more money. Now, here's my conversation with Jeff Kahn about sleep and sales performance. I'm sure that what people really want to know is, okay, how do I get more sleep? So let me give you my problem and then we can, I'm sure there's a million different problems. My problem with sleep is not that I can't go to sleep because I can go to sleep and I can stay asleep for as long as I want to. I could literally sleep 12 hours a day without even blinking. I have no problem with that, but I can, I can sleep forever. I don't want to go to sleep. I, I hate my day to end. And I will stay up for, I'll stay up till four o'clock in the morning. I'll stay up and stay up and stay up and stay up and stay up. I will like hold my eyes open to keep staying up because it's not that I don't want to go to sleep, but I just will. And, yeah. and I don't, and that, that's, that's a scheduling problem. I, it's all kinds of issues. Some <laughs> of it's just because I, I get so much done during my day that I sometimes just need some downtime. But, totally. I, there, but there's also people who can't sleep. Like they just can't go to sleep. And there are people who can't stay asleep. Like yep. I'm telling you that my house could be burning down and you couldn't wake me up. That's, that's how hard <laughs> I sleep. So yeah. there are people who have babies at home, you know, young children. There yeah. are people who are, I do remember when I started my company, I was, I was, you know, I was basically working two jobs. So I was getting two, three hours of sleep every single night because it was the only way I could survive. I don't yep. really remember. There's three or four years of my life. I don't even remember. I have no, <laughs> yeah, no memory of them at all. Yeah. So, so people have all kinds of reasons why they can't sleep or won't sleep in my case. Yep. Through like, what do you do for, for example, teaching people and maybe, maybe a good thing to do is just to, to get away from sales is just talk about athletes. So, you know, college athletes that you help perform at a really high level. What, what do you go through in helping them? however, whatever their issue is with sleep to get focused on getting more sleep and organize their day that way. Yeah, no, it's a great, like, so what do you do about all this? I think, you know, if you're listening to this, you've probably already heard some of the benefits and we're talking about them in the context of, of, you know, how to sell and and live at, you know, much higher, higher level. And so there's really two big ideas. I call these the laws for sleep. And it's not that I discovered these, but scientists have, uh, fortunately for us. And uh, the two laws basically are like this. And the reason these laws are important is that if you improve on any one of these dimensions, uh, you will get the benefits. 
if you don't move any one of these laws, then you won't get the benefits. And so, you know, you've heard about REM sleep and sleep quality and new mattresses and pillows and you know, all this sort of stuff that's out there, taking a hot shower before bed, earplugs, you know, what the heck, what do I do? So scientists have found these two laws. The first law that you need to know about is called sleep debt, right? Sleep debt is the amount of sleep that you owe your body. The way that it works is as follows. So everyone has a genetically determined amount of sleep they need. If you've heard eight hours, that's because the average in the population is eight hours and 10 minutes. But that's like saying the average height for males is 5'10". Everyone's obviously a different height than 5'10". So good chances that you don't need eight hours and 10 minutes. You need something else. Um, and most of us need between seven and a half and nine. So we're somewhere within there. And if you're in that, if you're in that range, that's totally normal. And there's actually folks outside of that range. And even that's normal, but everyone has a different amount they need. Now, if you don't get that need, if you don't need it every night, you build up sleep debt. Now, the good news is of sleep debt is that you can't just build it up infinitely in terms of what affects your performance that day. So from our studies, it shows that about the last 14 days really matter with the most recent days mattering more. And, you know, so you're not just building up infinite sleep debt. And so when it comes to how am I going to feel today? How am I going to sell today? How am I going to perform today? What about my emotional brain? All the things we just talked about, it comes down to the single most important measure, which is how much sleep debt do you have? Now, there's sort of two sides of this, like you pointed out, sort of good side, bad side. The good side is, you know, if you've been sleeping really well, and then Jeb, you're up late at night, because you know, you're thinking and your mind's just going off, you've got a big keynote tomorrow or a big sales meeting, not a big problem because your sleep debt isn't high, you've been working on it over time. But the opposite is also true. If you've been getting four, five, six hours a night, way less than you need, and then all of a sudden you get one nine-hour night, you know, kudos, you're going to feel a little bit better, but it's not really going to move the needle on your performance that day. And so that's how to think about this. Is you need to actually expand your view that this is the last 14 days is going to matter for how you perform today. We actually have the largest study right now in publication on looking at that single metric, predicting revenue performance, NFL player game performance, three-point percentage in the, in the NBA, uh, obviously how you feel. So that is the most important metric and not how you slept last night or your sleep quality or your REM or anything like that. So that's law one, okay? So that should hopefully eliminate a lot of things that you don't need to do or eliminate a lot of things that you don't need to be thinking about. The second law, and then Jeb, we can get into kind of specifics here, but the second law that's really important to realize is that you actually have a clock in your head. Okay, there's a part in the brain called the suprachiasmatic nucleus, and it holds essentially a pacemaker for all of the cells in your body and all of the organ systems. And it tells those things when to be active and alert and when not to be. And so as a result of that, you actually have these performance and emotion, I would say performance, so that's emotional, physical, and mental peaks. You have two of them throughout your day. And you also have dips where you're actually not as performant, where you're in more of a recovery state. You've got, you've got one in the early afternoon, and then obviously one at night. And so really that's about, well, how do I structure my day so that I've got my really important high demand work in those peaks and my lower demand administrative tasks, things that don't require me to be fully 100% on during my dips. And so that's really then important to start restructuring your day based on that. But Jeb, it'll also help answer, how do you, you know, get to bed when you don't want to? And we can talk deeply about that. But if you follow those two laws, that it's your sleep debt and that it's your circadian rhythms, and to be aware of that, that's going to be the first step to improving and actually you know, getting the, the type of outcomes that you want that we've all heard about. 
I, I love that. And I, and I, you know, it just takes me back to when I'm traveling sometimes and I'm traveling like last year, I did 310 nights on the road and I'm oh, going wow. from place to place, to place, to place, to place. And I'll hit Saturday. And then there's days where I'll sleep 16 hours on a Saturday and I'm catching up and I feel yeah. stupid because I just burned my entire Saturday. But I, <laughs> but I did four hours, four hours, four hours, six hours, five hours, four hours, and then banging through airports. And even worse when I'm traveling overseas where you know, I'll spend, you know, there was a time in the, this fall, I, I spent 24 hours in a row on an airplane and I crossed, I don't know, 18 time zones wow. and wow. then, you know, hopped off an airplane, did a hundred pushups and went and gave a keynote. And then the next day, just, I didn't even know who I was. So I get that. And I get the circadian rhythm. You know, one of the things that I teach salespeople is front load your day with the most impactful things that you can do, the hardest things you can do, which is for salespeople prospecting and dealing with rejection to do yep. that first, because yep. you're typically, it, when you when you come in the morning, whatever your morning looks like, that's typically the place where you your your ability to deal with people making you feel the worst that you can possibly feel, which is rejecting you, is a lot yeah. higher than it is at the end of the day when you typically you know moved into a different place. Now my problem is my circadian rhythm has never matched business, and I wrote I had a a, a boss once because I worked for a company that six o'clock in the morning was our time, like that's when everybody showed up at work six a.m. And, and and if you came in at five, you were even better. Like you were a total stud. Yeah. And so for, I mean, this, I've worked there for 20 years. So, you know, 15 years, I'm coming in at five o'clock in the morning and uh, I just, I hate everything. And yeah. I worked for this boss once and I was explaining to him and he goes, why, why are you doing that? Why don't you come in at eight when you're, when you want to come in? And I went, I can, I can do that. And he went, yeah, come in when it makes you feel better. And this guy was a really, really smart guy. So I forgave myself and I came in at five and started, you know, coming in at eight, eight thirty in the morning. And I just felt a whole lot better about it. And, and like you said, my people like me better because I was showing up at a time when I was at my peak. I was coming in at a peak. What about people who can't sleep? What are people? Because my issue is completely willpower. Like I, I, if I go yeah. to bed at nine o'clock and lay my head down, I'm going to go to sleep. I just don't want to. But there are yeah. some people who just can't. Like they're listening to this yeah. and they're going, yeah, all sounds really good. But I lay my head down and I'm, you know, I'm staring at the, at the ceiling worrying about crap. And I get yeah. that. Like, and I've been in that place, but I mean, it's so we rare for have. me to be awake, you know, worrying about things, but there are people who do this all the time. Like they have, they have deep insomnia, which is why there's an entire industry about, you know, pillows, for example. Yeah. So how, how do you help them? Yeah. So, you know, if you are having difficulty falling asleep, there's so many different reasons. And so what I'm about to say is certainly a generalization, but has probably the most science behind it to help. So if you're actually in bed and you know it's been 20, 30 minutes, again, it doesn't need to be exact, uh, but you know, you're there and you're like, okay, I'm not going to fall asleep. Don't force yourself to get, get to sleep. Actually, what you want to do is get out of bed, go to another room, go do something relaxing that you enjoy, listen to a podcast, uh, read a book, do something, you know, don't go and watch you know, an intense movie that's going to fire you up, but just something relaxing and wait until you get tired and then go back to sleep. And just repeat that. And that method is called stimulus control. And it is the sort of gold line standard for treating insomnia. Now, again, there, if you do have insomnia, which we can talk about more and feel free to you know, contact me after this, if that's something you want, want more help with. But uh, you know, there are specific physicians that treat that and they're called behavioral sleep medicine specialists. And they're really suited and they have all the tools to be able to help you. Whereas a normal doctor has no idea how to help you. They're going to say, take melatonin. Well, that, that, that won't work at all. Um, but you know, at least you can try. The, the, one of the best things is, you know, your bed should be for sleep only. 
but of course there's so many other things you can do to help get ready for sleep jeb to help you with the wind down with the the uh you know the willpower aspect of it there's so i'd say that's probably way more common than than you'd think we call it sleep procrastination and it's very common because your willpower is drained and you need time to decompress and you watch another episode of netflix and you've lost track of time and now your sleep's short so um, that's actually probably the most difficult problem and when we see uh you know, trying to, trying to figure that out there, that's a lot more unknown, but we've got some interesting techniques that might be able to help with that. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's serious if you can't sleep and you know, that would be the big thing to focus, take away is don't stay in bed. Don't keep willing yourself to, to, to lay there and go to sleep, get out of bed, do something else when you're tired again, get back in. I like that. I love sleep procrastination because that's exactly what I've got. <laughs> sleep procrastination. But the, yeah. but I, the, the, the technique of getting up and getting and, and just doing things, that's the one thing that I found to be like the greatest thing to do is, you know, if I'm, if I'm up and a lot of times, especially if I'm writing in a book, I'm working on a book project and I'm always working on a book project, but there are moments when my brain just kicks in and like, it's been super creative and it's 4.30 in the morning and I'm like, dude, you got to go to sleep. And yeah. what I found is I'll just get up. And I'll go sit down with my computer. Now I'll be, you know, toasted about 11 o'clock in the morning, but I get so much good work done when my brain wakes me up or when it can't sleep or when I'm thinking about things. I just yep. go, get, I just get up and go to work until my eyes start closing and then I'll, I'll, I'll go back. So I think that's really powerful. And a lot of times I think it's your brain telling you that it's got something important that it needs to get out and it's time for it to do that. Yeah, so you're 100% right about that part of it. And actually, one of the other techniques, if it is just truly that your mind is active, uh, one of the best things you can do from a scientific perspective is actually just write that stuff down. So it could be a paper journal, it could be your phone on notes in dark mode, whatever. But just whatever is going on in your brain, try this, you know, basically just do a brain dump, like whatever, don't process it, just get it out onto your notes. And all of a sudden, your brain will calm down, and you go back to bed. So that's another thing that you can try again that, that doesn't help everyone but for the folks where you're just your mind is racing absolutely give give that a try and the the whole sort of idea behind how insomnia even develops here jeb is that you're uh not sleeping in bed and so what happens is you know you have one of these rough nights you are stressed out you are thinking about something and then and we've all had these nights where then we're just laying there for 2 3 hours and what's happening is your brain is now associating the worry and the anxiety and the stress with with your bed and it's happening subconsciously. And so then what happens is, what happens the next night when you want to go to sleep? Well, now your brain is like, well, that's where worry, stress, and anxiety is taking place, and you can't get sleep. And so all the best kind of gold standard insomnia techniques are all about closing off that connection, all about uh, destroying that connection so that your bed is just about sleep. So it, you know, insomnia isn't this chemical imbalance. It's truly just this behavioral connection that we've learned, and it's about unlearning that. And that's why it's behavioral sleep scientists that, that, you know, are the, are the folks that, uh, you know, treat and study this. It makes, a, it makes a lot of sense. It's, it's weird how our brains connect things with and create habits for us that don't always make a lot of sense. But the subconscious, in effect, I don't think a lot of people recognize that so much of everything that we do is happening below consciousness that we just are not aware of how it drives our behavior. And that's really powerful. I hope this episode inspires you to go take a close look at your sleep patterns. Join me next time for the fifth and final episode in my podcast series with Jeff Kahn on sleep and sales performance. Now go right now to Amazon and pick up a copy of my brand new book, Virtual Selling. I promise you it will be the one book that will help you make more money this year.